1: The road to Roland Garros is rolling through Italy as we are less than three weeks away from reaching the Terre Batu of Paris. Quarterfinal Friday in Rome was a rainy affair and there was drama. Rafa out for revenge against the man who toppled him in Madrid. Plus, some American intrigue in the Eternal City. Three players trying to break the semifinal drought for the Red, White, and Blue. So what's trending, and who's posting? We are checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. Who says Americans can't play on clay? Clay's not really my thing, but I'll run with it, you know? We're sprinting into TC Live right now. Well, another rainy day in Rome. All matches postponed for today. Half the semifinal set on the men's side. Three of the four spots are set for the women as we welcome you into TC Live. Half-hour post-game show to get you caught up on everything in the tennis world. Quarterfinal Friday in Rome, partially. Plus, Roger Federer, his draw is out in Geneva. We'll break it down for you. And Serena and Venus prepping for Parma. That's right. They're both playing another event. Before Roland Garros, welcome into our studios here in Santa Monica. Steve Weissman alongside Grand Slam champion Chanda Rubin. And we've got the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick on the big screen as well. Andy, we got a couple of matches on the men's side in. But Novak Djokovic, Stefano Tsitsipas are going to have to sleep on this one. Who do you think that favors?
2: Uh, it, Novak was a little hot today. Uh, you know, he wasn't real upset about the, uh, the, the way things were going. There's a little bit of a trend. He wasn't real upset in his first round either uh you know he kind of wants it his way or nothing um so he probably needed to cool down a little bit uh obviously with Tsitsipas playing hot it's it, it probably not the worst thing for for Novak to sleep it off and start fresh tomorrow
1: Sviantek and Svitolina Chanda they're gonna have to double up tomorrow uh how how is that for a player
3: You know, sometimes you have a day like today and once you get to the latter stages, you would just prefer to go back to the hotel room, reset, come back tomorrow. Hopefully the weather's a bit better. And you don't mind, in that case, playing two matches because that's what you have to do. Very tough on players today. Some of them got through, but some of them didn't. Um, So hopefully tomorrow, better conditions.
1: All right. We start with the rematch from a week ago. Rafa Nadal and Alexander Zverev. The Spaniard looking for some revenge as the German took out Nadal in the quarterfinals of Madrid on his way to the title. It was the third straight win for Zverev over Nadal, and he would become perhaps just the fourth player in history to beat Rafa four times in a row. But in the words of Rafa, what happened in Madrid happened. We are here, we are in Rome, and Andy, it was a different story today.
2: One of my favorite press conferences ever from Rafa. But immediately you see the depth on his forehand. There's one. There's two. When he is hitting it deep, look at where Zverev is hitting today. Five or six feet behind the court. Last week he was two or three steps in on most of rallies. Kind of like that. But look at Rafa's movement. This does not happen very often with Rafa Nadal. The rest of us can relate to that. Scary moment. You want to see him get up. You're just so saying, get up, Rafa. Get up, Rafa. Okay, vamos. Let's go. On to the next one. But scary moment there, obviously, he is uh, friends and family a little concerned. I-, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen Rafa take a bad step on the play. Uh, was able to come back uh, seemingly healthy, so hopefully he's able to shake that off even tomorrow. Um, but unlike Madrid, got off to got out of the gates hot both weeks, able to hang on in the first set here in Rome this week. Obviously, the conditions looking a little bit slower than they were last week, which is a benefit to Rafa in this matchup. And the thing I saw today was Zverev was just having to play such good points, even to win anything. He's having to hit full-on ends up the line to hit winners. Rafa mixing it up. You see the drop shot. You see the serve and volley there, which is not something you see often. Rafa's defense able to get out of the corners and translate it to offense. The best I've seen it the entire clay court season. Rafa was in full flight today.
1: Andy, anytime we can get Nikolai Davidenko on a board we do and Zverev does not join this exclusive company the players who have beaten Rafa Nadal four times in a row stays Novak Djokovic Roger Federer and the Russian Nikolai Davidenko after the match Rafa on why Rome was different than Madrid
3: I was able to play uh, much more solid than, than last week I think I did a lot of things well today I was able to to change more the rhythm uh, of the ball uh, on the point uh, yeah have been a positive match for me
1: Wins now over sinner, Shapovalov and Zverev. What did you see, Chanda, today from Rafa that was an improvement over Madrid and over his first two rounds?
3: Well, I think his ability to dictate and be more aggressive with his movement. He was taking a lot of forehands um, in the match today against Zverev. And, you know, he knew what to expect. He's lost to him the last few times. And so there was, I think, a little bit of fire um, for Nadal, even more than normal. And he is one of the best at finding ways to continue to motivate himself. When you consider how much he's won at these different events. And still every year, it's like it's the first time. And I think in a match like this, he was just a little bit more motivated. And it was tough for Zverev to find ways to dictate consistently.
1: Even more motivated. That, that's a scary <laughs> thought for Raf Nadal. Andy, Chanda brings up a great point, how much he has won in these events. Raf Nadal now two wins away from his 10th title in Rome. That would be the fourth event where he has double-digit wins. Put that in perspective for us
2: there is no perspective these (laughs) people are insane with their consistency there's no perspective there's no precedent all these guys winning and the stats they're putting up it's just it's something you never thought you would see but uh, I mentioned it quickly during the highlight but the biggest difference for me today beyond kind of Rafa's serving woes was Zverev going deep to the corners uh, Rafa Getting neutral and then translating that into offense, right? Last week, once he was on the defense, he was having a hard time getting the ball deep, was having a hard time mixing up pace shots. Shot selection was way better, but just getting in and out of those corners, and maybe it takes one, two, three balls for him to turn it and get to offense. But today, he was able to kind of make that turn, whereas last week, when he started on defense, he stayed on defense.
1: Twelfth semifinal in Rome for Rafa. He is 11-0 and in those previous final four matchups. On the women's side, Coco Gauff looking to make her first semifinal on clay at this level and looking to get her first win against a world number one. First meeting against Ash Barty. The Aussie leads the WTA in wins this year and was playing well, Chanda.
3: yeah, and, And Barty came out and got down break of serve but was able to come back and this was before the rains happened and they had to go off the court for quite a while. Barty was not happy and you know, was not wanting to stay out in this constant drizzle, which was present throughout much of the match. They finally got them off, covered the courts. Didn't go far, though, and they were back on not too much longer, not too much later, but it was Barty who kept the variety, able to anticipate the shots from Goff there, able to take the first set, and that seemed big. You don't want to stay out in these conditions any longer than you need to. Barty would back it up in the second set, up to one But then this happened, she started pointing to her elbow, called the trainer out, took a look at it, and and then could not continue. It was a bit of a shock, but we could tell Barty was just uncomfortable. Wasn't real happy even though she was up in that match, conditioned heavy, a constant drizzle throughout. Not the get way you the want to win a match if you're Coco Golf, Go. but she gets an opportunity in a big semifinal.
1: Barty's first retirement in nearly three years said, it's not my makeup, not what I like to do, but I needed to listen to my body. Andy, I want to get your thoughts because Novak Djokovic and Stefano Sitsipas on the stadium court were not made to come back out onto the court when Ash Barty and Coco Golf were on grandstand.
2: Yeah, there, there have been some inconsistencies with this tournament. Even uh, when we were watching last night, with the uh, the curfew being managed a different way on stadium court versus the second court, and today with the conditions and who's going back out and, and who's not. But something that stuck out was Rafa falling on clay, Novak not happy with the playing service, Barty not happy with the playing service. For some reason, when it is raining, it's getting sticky. People are getting, maybe it's like a a, a muddy type feeling. That's not good. Now, as far as the retirement, Ash Barty knows she has her form, right? she she's in form, she's gotten. Tons of matches in. She's been winning events, making finals of events. If something is wrong with the elbow, and all of a sudden you have these heavy balls, weird conditions, knowing that if you have to come back tomorrow, you got to finish one, play another. Listen, it is not in her makeup to retire, but eye on the prize. You have to make sure you're ready to go for Roland Garros. She is playing well. She's moving well. She's in a good headspace. Maybe a responsible decision for Bash Barty. Don't test it.
3: Yeah, it's probably been about three years since she retired from a match. I mean, you know that's not normally how she wants to finish. In this case, you understand, two, just over two weeks away from Roland Garros, there's no need to risk any major injuries. She spoke about it in her press conference after the match, just saying, you know, I've had a little bit of that before. I know how to manage it. We'll be fine. But this was a smart decision. And I think that's where a lot of these players are who are in contention for the title, you've got to be he- healthy and you've got to be smart about maintaining that health going into this big event. So I think it made a lot of sense and maybe a little bit thumbing her nose up at the organizers who were forcing her to play in these crazy conditions. And Djokovic, of course, sitting, eating in the in the um, you know um in the restaurant. Are, that yeah. just was a bad look and, uh, you know, not one you really want to see consistently.
1: Absolutely not. Uh, the positive note for Coco Golf: she will now crack the top 30. Seven American women in the top 30. That means... She'll get seated at Roland Garros. Won't have to face a player like Ash Barty early on. So, the world number one on the women's side is out. What about the world number one on the men's side? Novak Djokovic in action against Stefano Tsitsipas. And we flash back because the last time they played was Roland Garros last year. Nearly four-hour battle that went five sets. Djokovic was able to win and advance to the final where he lost to Rafael Nadal. Djokovic 2-0 on clay against that young Greek star. And Sitsipas trying to become the first player to beat Novak before the semifinals in Rome. Since Tomas Burdick back in 2013, he would get out to a nice early start, Andy.
2: Yeah, you're not going to beat Novak if you don't have firepower. And Sitsipas has firepower. He knows he has to play super aggressively against Novak. Maybe a little bit different than he has throughout the tournament. But again, the rains come, the the, the factors, and look at Tsitsipas is ready to kind of go back out there. He's pumped. He knows what he has to do. Not sure that Novak was maybe in the same headspace. It seemed like Tsitsipas came out, even if he knew he had it could only play for 15 minutes, he was going to be up for that 15 minutes, and and it was super important. You know, uh, Novak obviously wasn't a huge fan of the conditions, as uh, as evidenced uh, by kind of some of those looks. that we see him; he doesn't look uh, he doesn't look super happy there. But credit Tsitsipas; he seemed to be up mentally for the match. Uh, He he knows this is a huge opportunity, and uh, listen, they'll get to run it back tomorrow.
1: A huge opportunity, Chandy. He's up a set. He's up in the second set. What are you doing tonight, if you're Stefano Tsitsipas, to get ready to put your foot on it, close it out tomorrow.
3: Oh, I mean, you kind of do your same routine at the end of the day. You get a good meal. You try to, you know, get a good rest, get good sleep. Um, And this is after kind of stretching and and winding down at the courts. I think the big thing is you have to make sure that you're ready to play the following day because you're starting in an abbreviated match situation. So get a really good warm-up. Hopefully the weather's better. Conditions will be a little more more routine. But you want to get off to a good start, be warm as quickly as possible. So there's a lot more, I think, predicated on the warm-up before the match. Match when they come back tomorrow.
1: Andy, you've been in these situations before, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, and also realize, listen, you have a game plan based on your opponent, but also based on conditions. If if the conditions are significantly different, it's not kind of playing in a mud pit, you might have to do things different differently uh, than you did today. Even though you had success, you're up a set. So just making those minor minor adjustments and not being kind of stuck into one mindset just because you won the first set. Being adaptable is going to be important. And uh, listen, if you can come out and get on top of Novak early, you know, he, listen, his priority is rolling Garros also. So you, like, like Chanda said, you want to make sure you're physically ready to go. Don't have any lapses. Don't get off to
1: a slow start. That's a good point. All right, Saturday is going to be a blockbuster day in Rome. Let's take a look. At the schedule, we've got the singles quarterfinals to be finished. Djokovic, Tsitsipas Plus, Sviantek, Svitolina, and Senego Rublev, who were not able to take the court yet. Riley Opelka going to play Rafael Nadal. That is a big-time matchup for the American. Has a chance to crack the top 30 in the rankings, Pliskova and Mardic. Then the semifinals, Tennis Channel Live. We got it all for you, Chanda.
3: Bring your lunch here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bring your lunch. Maybe bring your dinner. Bring your dinner. <laughs> Bring your breakfast. Just stay with us all day long. That's it. All right. A lot more still to get to here on TC Live. We mentioned Riley Opelka taking his game to new heights. And Jessie Pagula, could she meet Pliskova for the fourth time this year? More highlights. More Americans. You're watching TC Live. we are just about two weeks away from Tennis Channel's 15th year of coverage from Roland Garros, more than 330 hours. And for the first year, the start of the night session on Philippe Chatrier. first 10 days of the event. Pretty sure we're going to see Rafael Nadal take the court at night on his home, Stade Philippe Chatrier, where he has won 13 times. Back to the action in Rome. Last American woman to make the quarterfinals was Venus Williams four years ago. Two this year. Could Jesse Pagula join Coco Golf in the semis? Taken
3: on Petra Martic. Yeah, this first set was back and forth, but a cold-blooded drop shot from Petra Martic. She has such variety on this surface, moves well, and in the end was able to take that first set, and that was crucial. This was a hard-fought battle with Pagula hitting big from the ground, but it was the variety of Martic again that was able to keep Pagula off balance. It got Martic to crucial breaks of serve and serves in both sets. And here again, it's Martic coming in and taking over the net. Pagula just couldn't quite find the angle, but that is the challenge of playing Martic. She's been working with French Open champion Francesca Schiavoni, and some of that work is paying off. What a fantastic thing for her. And for
1: Jesse Pagula, still a new career high guaranteed to crack the top 30. Riley Opelka trying to become the first American man in four years to reach the semifinals in Rome, taking on Federico Del Bonas. Andy, he hasn't been broken all tournament.
2: And Right there, you see the loop right there, and then when he gets his ball, he goes after it. I love that shot selection on both of those. Uh, big opportunity for Riley. We talked about it yesterday. Look at the movement. The little flipper court from the big man. I like it, I like what I'm seeing. And like most Opelka matches, there's always a chance at there being a a tiebreaker at the end. Holy American with the outside left foot slide (laughs) and the passing shot. My goodness. I can't even believe it. And obviously the serve's there. The forehand's always there. Great win for Riley Opelka today. Big one for the
1: big man. He's into the semifinals. Talk to Prakash after. You got to think at some point uh, these
2: guys, Rafa, Novak. I mean, they're really cha- they they're playing a league within within us. They they're having a tour within the tour of who's going to finish with the most slams, you know. So at the end of the day, um, come Australia, come Paris, uh, come Wimbledon, and and come U.S. Open. I think I think they shift into another gear. I don't know how close we are. I mean, Rafa had his best French Open ever last year. Novak at the Australian Open was as good as ever. I mean, when you talk about Grand Slams, I don't, I don't see anyone there yet.
1: <laughs> well, when you talk about Rome, he's going to see how close he is tomorrow because he's going to take on Rafael Nadal in the semifinals as half of the Final Four is set. Chanda, Nadal called Opelka's serve almost unreturnable. What chances do you give Riley Opelka of pulling off the upset?
3: I think you always have a chance when you have such a big weapon and when you can hold serve, when you can hold hold your ground on your side of the court... As routinely as Riley Opelka can. With that being said, it's going to force Nadal to be even more focused. You know, when you're going coming up against a big server, you're going to be even more ready for the ball, and so that could be more dangerous actually for Riley Opelka. But he's got as good a shot as anybody. I think he's playing confident tennis. He's moving well. Um, that's critical. And if he can get down, you know, to the latter stages of sets and get to a tiebreak. I mean, you got to figure he's maybe got that little bit of an advantage.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? 77 aces thus far this tournament. Uh, as you know, Andy, John Isner has played well on this surface, was leading Rafa Nadal two sets to one. 2011 at Roland Garros didn't get the win, but still it caused him a lot of damage. What's the game plan for Opelka tomorrow against Nadal? He's got to
2: go big. You know, he's not going to do himself any favors by getting into to, to rallies with Rafa. But I, I will tell you this, Rafa is going to fear this matchup a lot more than maybe, say, against someone who's a more proven, better clay court player. Rafa you know, likes the matchups against other guys who are kind of uh, literate on this service. And you know, Opelka can do more things to take the racket out of Rafa's hands. He's going to get through service games. Now, Rafa might get a break here and there, but he's going to get through the most of his service games. And he's going to get looks at Rafa's serve. He has to take huge cuts on the return tomorrow. Win the point on second serves. He should just be giving Rafa no rhythm, just coming out of his shoes on on second serve returns all day. You miss a couple, no problem, but all of a sudden you make one at 15-all, 30-all, and you got to look. He's got to just be
1: hyper-aggressive. A lot at stake for Riley Opelka tomorrow. If he can beat Rafa Nadal, not only beating the king of clay on this surface, but he would crack the top 30 for the first time and become the top-ranked American man for the first time in his career. More to come here on TC Live. We're talking Roger Federer and Serena Williams. Yeah, you thought next week wasn't a big deal with the Masters and the 1,000s over. No, we've got two goats in action. We'll talk about it next. Chanda Andy Steve back on TC Live. Former champion in Rome, Karolina Pliskova, runner-up last year. Karolina Pliskova taking on a former Roland Garros winner. This was a good one, Chanda.
3: Yeah, didn't disappoint. This was the first match point that Ostapenko had on Pliskova's serve. She would have three in all, but Pliskova able to serve her way out of trouble. And after losing the first point, they would get to the tiebreak. After losing the first point of the tiebreak, Carolina Pliskova reeled off seven straight points to close this match out. It was clutch tennis. When she needed it most, she was just a little more solid than this It's just a big hitting battle. Pliskova gets through. Something about Rome
1: that brings out her best tennis. Carolina Pliskova said after, I'm just happy it's not Pagula." That would be too much because she's 0-3 this year against Jesse Pagula.
3: Yeah, but there's always a chance in that fourth <laughs> meeting, Steve. But up next next for Plishkova is Petra Martic, and that should be an interesting one. A little more contrasting styles.
1: If you're Coco Golf, Andy, who do you want to face? Sviantek or Svitolina?
2: Uh Man, I, that's a tough one. They're both so. I, I think I'd rather play Spitalina just because the the ball's maybe a little bit more predictable. Sviatek can actually handle it. Like Coco's got some serious RPMs on her forehand, gets the nice arc. Sviatek can actually counter that with her own. Might actually have more. So I, I would say Spitalina just because it's a, a bit of a more predictable ball flight for Coco to deal with.
1: All right, looking forward to it. We shall see. One of those two players going to have to double up tomorrow and then face Coco. So that's a good thing as well for Goff. She's going to be fresh ready to go for that semifinal matchup, her first at this level on clay. Time to see what's trending on social media right now. How about this? Patrick Moradoglou, Serena Williams coach, saying, we're going to play some more tennis. We are going to head to Parma, take that wild card. Venus Williams as well, Chanda.
3: Yeah, and and we kind of figured this was going to happen after Serena lost her first round um, this week in Rome. Just needs some more matches under her belt, needs to get some more reps with the movement on the clay. So a smart decision for her to to try to play this week, this coming week.
2: Yeah, it was a pretty obvious decision. Normally the trade-off, if you try to sneak in matches before a slam, is, hey, if I go far in this tournament... You know the quick turnaround. There's two weeks in between right now. This 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 is a play that had to be made. I I I agree with Chana. This is this is a no-brainer.
1: All right. So we will have Serena Williams live on Tennis Channel next week. Venus Williams as well. Who knows? Maybe they'll play doubles together. Uh, this is Roger Federer getting ready to go in Geneva. The draw is out in Geneva. And Andy, Roger looks smooth as ever.
2: Yeah, and you know what? He needs to get these matches in. Even just getting out there and getting in practice sets with the highest quality competition uh, should be able to kind of cruise through his, his, his first round, of the winner between Andohar. Uh That Gareen matchup, uh, third round, could be, uh, could be interesting. That might give him some, but it is good. The first couple guys, you don't want to come out and play someone like, you know, Pelka in the first round, right, where you're not getting any rhythm. The first couple rounds are guys that make balls. He's going to be able to get some rhythm.
1: He said he can't take his family to Paris, probably can't take his family to Wimbledon either. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see Roger Federer, who, you know, always brings the whole family, the whole team with him. It's a different atmosphere. He also said in an interview that he is fully vaccinated, so he will have the ability to come and go, a stay wherever he wants to stay, as opposed to players that aren't vaccinated.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be different. Obviously, for everybody, it's been different over the last year or so, just having to make a lot of adjustments for Federer. He hasn't had to make as many because he hasn't been playing. But, you know, this will be a real test, not just on the court, but off the court as well. And a lot of it is for him to get back into the flow of playing matches. And, you know, beyond Roland Garros, look forward to Wimbledon and hopefully be in a rhythm, be healthy um, and ready to go. But, yeah, still some adjustments and uh, we'll see how he handles them.
2: Yeah, th- there aren't a lot of players. It's interesting he came out and said he got vaccinated. There's not a lot of players that can afford to kind of get that that shot and then predict where they're going to be a month later. I mean, that's a, that's really hard for a tennis player. And something we probably haven't talked about uh, enough. I know there have been, been, been some places where you can get the one-shotter, but uh, probably smart of Roger. It's an advantage as far as practice times, testing, where you want to stay. And I know he's pretty particular about that. So pretty heads-up play for him to get that taken care of before he gets uh, back to action.
1: Absolutely. Roger Federer, the top seed in Geneva, either Jordan Thompson or Pablo Andahar, the first match for Federer, his first match on clay in nearly two years. Can't wait to see it right here on Tennis Channel. One final tweet, Andy. This one coming in during the show from our buddy Chris. (laughs) How do we get Andy Roddick to shower, put on a suit... Like the rest of the Tennis Channel grown-ups.
2: <laughs> oh, you grown-up. Listen, I'm not mad at any part of this, but I do shower. The rest of it's like completely <laughs> up for discussion. I'm here grown-up. You all look amazing. Weissmania in full flight. Chanda, as beautiful as always. And listen, I'm bringing up the rear, but thank you for putting up with me anyways.
3: <laughs> you are right. great, Andy. It's fine. We, we like a little beard. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, and, and he
2: got to rep
1: and scope, I'm, I'm right? That's I mean, <laughs> where I'm you're making some of tomorrow. your money as well. Chris, <laughs> thanks for watching. Andy does shower. We'll be right back. Back on TC Live, big day on Saturday from Rome. we got the quarterfinals to wrap up. Then we have the semifinals to start. Then we've got TC Live following all the action for a preview. Let's head back to Rome with Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve, back here at the DraftKings' desk. P, it's a semifinal Saturday, and yep. there's an American in the semifinals. Riley Opelka
3: plays Rafael Nadal. Your thoughts on that match?
1: Well, listen, we all know he's got a-, a shot with that giant serve, but the big question is, does he believe he can win? He sat here and said he thinks the big three, the big four, are playing in a completely different league. Everyone else is playing for second place, so got to see if that belief is there. If it is, I think he's got a good shot. It's going to be a great semifinal day and hopefully much better weather here, Steve. Steve. Love love the scarf game from Danny and Prakash. I know it's cold, it's windy in Rome right now, and uh, uh, Andy apparently went to put on a suit because uh, he he has taken off from the show. Oh, we got him back! No, we, we, we got Roddick back. No suit. I think he showered again.
2: I, I just went took a quick shower. I, I, that guy, that guy kind of upset me a little bit. I'm, I'm out
1: of sorts right now, completely
2: out of sorts.
3: I'm just laughing about he called us grown-ups.
1: Yeah, that was the oh, first mistake now. right there.
3: I'm up here. All right, how about
1: our hot yeah, some shot?
3: Of, a- some of us know better.
1: Hot shot of the day uh, from the not-completed-yet match between Stefano Sitsipas and Novak Djokovic. And Stefano Tsitsipas comes up with it. Backhand down the line. Chanda, this was like you on the courts at Hermosa Beach yesterday. The, the backhand down the line for the winner.
3: Yeah, it's not quite, Steve, but this was an incredible <laughs> shot. The timing, the extension. It's a nice, quickest joke of it. it's just only watch in awe.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's tough to hit a clean winner against Novak where he doesn't even move for it. Like, his anticipation skills are off the charts. His movement skills are off the charts. To just kind of get him in a standstill position, you know it has to be a great shot.
1: Andy, do you own a suit? <laughs> Back
3: to Listen, the suit. Listen, Steve,
2: I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I'm coming hot tomorrow, Steve. <laughs>
3: Book it. He's going to be in a tux. Hot. That's how hot he should be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I'm waiting for the bow tie, the cummerbund, the, the whole deal.
2: All of it. I'm going I'm to look like Farnsworth Bentley tomorrow, if you remember yes, that name. Here yes, I, come. I do.
1: <laughs> we, we may need so, some umbrellas out in Rome. Will you bring them bring in North Carolina. Bring them to Santa Monica. Who knows? Thanks for watching TC Live. Big day on Saturday. We've got Rafa taking on Riley Opelka, plus the quarterfinals to wrap up, hopefully, some good weather.